0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the MDS podcast. Today, we are pleased to welcome Carlos Enrique Ferreira Camargo, who is an assistant professor at the Postgraduate Program in Internal Medicine at the Federal University of Paraná in Brazil. Today, we're going to talk about his recent paper in Movement Disorders Clinical Practice, Patients with cervical dystonia demonstrated decreased cognitive abilities and visual planning compared to controls. Thank you for taking the time to be with us today, Carlos.:
1: Thank you, Sarah. Thank you the uh, Movement Art Society for this invitation. I'm so glad to, to this invitation, this opportunity. Thank you.
0: So let's just dive right in here. I'm sure we're all very familiar with the non-motor symptoms in Parkinson's disease, as that's a significant portion of practice for any clinical movement disorders neurologist. More and more is being reported about non-motor symptoms with other movement disorders that had previously been considered motor only. Tell us about the non-motor syndrome of primary dystonia.
1: Uh, Yes, you are right. We are used to interpreting Parkinson's disease not only as motor motor disease. We are now transporting this concept to the other movement disorders, including all forms of dystonia. The most common non-motor symptoms associated with dystonia are one, neuropsychiatric issues like anxiety, depression, and behavioral problems. Two cognitive problems, especially executive dysfunction, uh, sleep problems, restless leg syndrome, and excessive daytime sleepiness. Sensor abnormalities like pain, mainly. The other associated non-motor features such so, as okay, autonomic dysfunction, sexual dysfunctions, and fatigue. For example, psychiatric disorders and sensory abnormalities can precede motor symptoms on set, suggesting the presence of predominant state in dystonia, like we can observe in Parkinson's disease, because this this is an important issue in in the movement disorders, no motor symptoms in dystonia patients.
0: Yeah, that all sounds very familiar. Hyposmia, sleep disturbance, behavioral and psychiatric disturbance, cognitive disturbance, autonomic dysfunction. It it really seems to have quite a bit of overlap with Parkinson's disease, non-motor and prodromal symptoms.
1: Yes, very similar. And some patients uh, with, uh, for example, uh, dystonia, cervical dystonia or blepharospalm, Can start with the the, the symptoms and not notice this, like a um, dystonia or a movement, or like Parkinson's disease. And think that this dystonia, this pain, or hyposmia, or autonomic dysfunction are transient and are there to relieve the symptoms or or similar of this, like Parkinson's disease, and diagnosis is only after. a lot of years uh, before this.
0: You specifically report here on the cognitive and visual deficits that may present in patients with cervical dystonia. What has been reported previously about these two particular realms and what led you to explore this further?
1: We are so uh, interested in the cognitive symptoms, and uh, we can read in a lot of papers reported about the executive dysfunction, uh, especially, and the attention deficit in uh, patients with dystonia. However, uh, cognitive changes in these patients have yet to be discussed. And about uh, visual perception, uh, other objective of our study, several studies before uh, our study suggest that visual spatial orientation is disrupted in cervical dystonia.
0: Have there been any studies that have showed these specific symptoms, particularly the visual issues and attentional issues in other types of dystonia, like a focal limb dystonia, for example?
1: Yes. In general, dystonia, we can see also this this kind of uh, non-motor uh, symptoms and blepharospasm, too, and the focal motors dystonia, too, and uh, hand and the other parts of the body.
0: Fascinating. How did you go about studying this? Tell us about your study.
1: We noticed in our daily practice, the difficult are patients in perform simple tasks. Only uh, patients have uh, simple dystonic symptoms, motor dystonic symptoms, have uh, are so difficult to, to practice tasks. This is interesting and fascinating. And so, we would like to prove that there was something outside uh, besides the, the, the motor disability to cause these the, uh, difficult to perform simple tasks. Uh, and so we, we performed this study for this.
0: And what clinical scales did you use to assess the patients?
1: We refer to patients without treatment at least uh, 120 days without application of botulinum toxin. The purpose of this was to eliminate the bias to motor improvement of cognitive, uh, the cognitive imo- uh, improvement for the improvement uh, motor state. And uh, for the assessment, about the assessment, we use two. A research tool that was used early to assess the dystonic the, the, the patients. They used the field of view test (UFOV), an instrument used to to assess cognitive and visual function in patients. This 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 kind of tool was used early to pursue disease, but not in another. Kind of human disorder. It is a, a computer scored test of functional vision and visual attention, which can be predicted of ability to perform many everyday activities. This, uh, this instrument, this test, measures processing speed related to visual aspects, such as visual acuity and contrasted contrast sensibility, and cognitive abilities, mainly executive functions and attention, but also memory. And you also use the trail-making test, one so important test that we use a lot in research in movement disorders and mental state as a complementing cognitive assessment.
0: And what did you find?
1: We considered our results so interesting in the results the main results first, the minimal exam test was equal to patients with dystonia and patients in control health subjects this This is important because the trial making tests in UFOV tests were so different between health controls and patients. And we have a very weak correlation or no correlation uh, between dystonia, severity, and cognitive worsening. This suggests that cognitive change can be independent of the evolution of motor worsening. Conclusion of this, uh, we have uh, executive uh, uh, dysfunction and um, attention alteration in these patients, dystonic patients, and these results uh, don't have correlation with dystonia severity. This was so important for the pathophysiology and important to new understanding of the cognition in dystonic patients.
0: So you mentioned in the paper that There has been discussion in the past about whether these types of non-motor issues that cervical dystonia patients have, including issues with attention and visual processing, may have more to do with basically a side effect of the dystonia itself, including pain, tremor, posturing, interrupting the patient's ability to do those tasks versus is this related to a common underlying pathophysiology that is affecting both the motor aspects of the patient's clinical picture and the cognitive visual processing aspects of the patient's picture? It's You've mentioned a few things in our discussion that make me think that The latter is probably more likely that they have a common pathophysiological basis, namely that in your study, the degree of dystonia was not correlated with the deficits, and also that there may be a prodromal phase of these types of issues in patients with cervical dystonia. Can you speak a little more to this back and forth?
1: Uh, Okay, so so, uh, while... So non-motor factors could be linked to motor disturbances and subsequent disability. Our results suggest that cognition can be independent from the motor dysfunction. And they can be primary phenotypic components of this condition. And So uh, when a cognitive decline could also be an independent component of dystonia spectrum we know the importance of the basal ganglia and the cerebellum in the pathophysiology of dystonia. And cerebellum is the new pathway in the pathophysiology of dystonia, and we know more and more about the action of the cerebellum in dystonia and the importance of the cerebellum. So, importance of the cerebellum in cognition, especially in cognitive changes that we see in the movement disorders. In our service, we work a lot with the ataxias and we have studies with the the cognition disability in the ataxic patients too. In addition to that, there is the possibility that abnormal visual special, special processing cervical dystonia patients could contribute to dysfunction of the brainstem integrator system. However, this integrated brain brainstem uh, system also causes that dysfunction in this say, uh, system can also affect the visuospatial coordinated transformation. The brainstem neurointegrators are critical for generation of the motor commands of eye, head, and body position. Uh, so, if these structures do not function correctly, one might expect errors to occur in the coordinated transformations of gaze, control, reaching, and other visual motor behaviors. So, the position of the head and difficulty in focus the the image can lead to a difficulty of mind processing as much as Previous alteration of the system integration of optical pathways with motor control can make image, image focus difficult. So, who can, who can start early? The alteration of the genetic and physiopathological uh, all environment. This is a question, this is a discussion. And this is, uh, we need more and more studies uh, further to identify the the, the relationship uh, between the environment action in the pathophysiology of the the non cognition and the visual alterations in the dystonic patients, Sarah.
0: Well, it certainly makes sense that sensory processing either sensation or visual processing could be affected in dystonia, given what we know about sensory tricks and things like that, and how they affect dystonia symptoms. And, and you're right, it seems like we're just scratching the surface of what the cerebellum really does. Even in my short career, it seems we're learning more and more about how broad its influence is I'm going to pivot a little bit here. You mentioned also that the issues that you found in these patients with visual processing and attention issues can have an impact on their day-to-day, specifically navigating on the, around the world in their, in their day-to-day lives and driving, which of course could be a safety concern. What implications do you think your findings have on patient care?
1: Yes, this is so important. This is a practical uh, action of the, our study in the community, in the society. The, the role of the basal ganglia in the motor symptoms had, has been identified with the recognition of, recognition of the subcortical circuits and the, that connect with the frontal cortex. And the governing executive functions, saccadic movements, and motor activity, motivation, behavior, aspects. And so, about this, in the other pathways, cortical, stretto, thalamocortical loop, and the, uh, as I mentioned before, the cerebellum and the um, uh, areas in the brain stain are fundamental in this in this pathophysiology. And uh, you mentioned uh, important parts of the the, the pathophysiology in the dystonic uh, patients, the sensory tricks, and the like in vision in the dystonic uh, cervical dystonic and visual pathways, uh, other uh, afferent sensory pathways, uh, such as pain, pressure perception vibration could have a similar action to vision in cervical dystonia for dystonia in other parts of the body to in in the like a tricky for the motor and non-motor pathways in the pathophysiology of the dystonia. This is so important, it's important to understand you understand more and more in the future.
0: Is there anything else you wanna share with us today?
1: We're working a lot with the the, the, the patients, with the, the, the dystonia. This is our life. This is the life of the expert in movement disorders. And um, we now, the, how difficult is the life of these patients? And we need more and more working in the making studies on new therapies for non-motor symptoms. We need to improve the quality of life of these patients. We have more opportunities to release the the information about the non-motor symptoms for these patients. Thank you so much, Sarah.
0: Thank you very much for taking the time.